In this episode, I talk about the nine things I'm leaving behind in 2019, because it's 2020 now and it's time to take control of our lives and live that life we love. Welcome to the Discover Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kampmeyer, and on this show, we're dedicated to helping you discover the real you. If you're ready to find out who you are deep down and live a truly authentic life, keep listening. And don't forget, we're in this together. Hello, happy new year. It is 2020 and that is like, it's incredible to me. I don't know. And I'm so excited about how it's doubled or you can say 2020 that I called last year 1919 yesterday. So that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, So yeah, it's actually January 2nd, the day this episode is supposed to come out. I woke up at like 7.30. It was really nice. I needed some extra sleep because, well, obviously I was up until past midnight two nights ago. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I haven't really gotten more than like six and a half hours of sleep in the last few days. So it was nice to just sleep in a little bit and not feel super pressured or rushed to get straight to the mic, except I did check my phone, like I said I didn't want to do, and realized, and I did it because I was looking for a specific message, and she had messaged me. I'm meeting up with my coach today on Zoom to talk about more human design stuff, which I'm really excited about, but that meant I don't have all day to just putz around and record this episode, so here we are. So I will get right to it. The thing I want to talk about today are nine things I am leaving in 2019. So things I don't want to carry forward into 2020 because they just aren't good things to do or qualities to have. And I've had them for a while and I want to get rid of them. So it's something I'm going to work on. And I'm not, I I think I might have to do an episode about how to like change these habits because When we focus on the things that we can't do anymore or like if we're going on a diet or specifically when we go vegan, we think about all the things that we can't eat anymore. But if we think about the things that we can do instead, and maybe that'll be my next episode, the things I'm doing instead of these things, uh, then, then we have way more success, I think, if we focus on like the things we can include in our lives, the abundance that we have and the the opportunities and options that we have instead of the things that we want to do. Uh, I think it just brings more positivity to the whole situation. So yeah, but I still want to talk about the things that I'm going to try not to do or the things that I'm going to not include in 2020. And yeah, so here we go. So the first one is my chameleon personality. I've talked about this on the podcast where I show up to a situation the way the situation seems to need me to show up rather than showing up the way I want to. So in 2020, what I would rather do is just be myself because 2019 was all about finding out who that is. Like I really didn't know down to the core who Michelle was. So now that I have so many ideas of who she is and I've gotten to know her a lot more, I want 2020 to be about being her as much as possible and not changing who I am in the moment to make somebody else more comfortable or to seem like I agree with them. I want to be able to stand up for my opinions and not necessarily in a mean way, but to not just agree with somebody just to make the conversation go better or to avoid confrontation. I want to be myself and that's okay because I matter just as much as 
anybody else. And I have to remember that. Sometimes I have to remember that a lot more than others. But yeah, I just, I definitely just want to be myself and not feel like I need to show up as somebody different to make somebody else feel better or more comfortable or something like that. Not that I want to go around making people uncomfortable, but <laughs> I just want to be myself. And I, I don't think I'm going to make people uncomfortable, but I won't know unless I try. So there's that. Uh, the second one, I'm probably going to, I didn't number them, so I'm probably going to stop saying what number they are. But uh, number two is having no boundaries. So I was working on boundaries a lot last year. We had two full episodes about boundaries on this podcast. I think that's episode number two and number three. So it was definitely something I wanted to dive in quickly when I was going through my self-discovery journey. And like I've talked about, you know, my whole editing business really had very few boundaries and it made life really tough. It made me feel like, you know, I was just doing everything for everybody else. And, you know, of course I was getting paid for my services, but it still felt like I had to bend over backwards in order to get that money. And that didn't feel in alignment. So whatever I grow this podcast into will have boundaries. Like I'm not going to work 24-7. I don't need to answer emails the same hour they show up. Like that kind of thing. Whatever I do, I just need to have some boundaries around it so that I can still enjoy the rest of my life. Because whatever I do for work does not need to be my entire life. In fact, I, I want it to be a very small part unless I like absolutely freaking love it, which I should because that's <laughs> that's what we should be doing with our lives. So yeah, there's so many other things I want to do, but that means I need to have boundaries. So I'll also have them in my personal life. It won't be just about work because this holiday season was a true testament to absolutely needing boundaries in my life in order to show the people in my life how I want to be treated. And to not let them run the show. Like, of course, you know, they get choices about what they want in their lives, but so do I. And my choices matter just as much, even if they're going to make somebody uncomfortable or even upset or disappointed. Oh my gosh, I don't know if you were the same kid as me, but when I was younger, if anybody, especially my parents, told me they were disappointed in me, that was way worse than any kind of screaming or I wasn't ever really physically abused. So, you know, I don't know about that, but. I, you know, I would have rather been hit at some times because disappointment was just like, the for a people pleaser, that's the ultimate, like, you messed up. And, oh, God, I hated that. So now I'm really working on unraveling those knots so that, you know, I'm going to disappoint people. It's just a fact. Like, we can't make everybody happy, you know. And if we're trying to, then we're suffering because we're not happy. Making everybody else happy does not do that for you. No matter how much it seems like, you know, it feels good to make other people happy, you're still putting yourself last. So I get to choose what I want to do with my life and that's not going to make everybody happy. And that's just how it is. So I will get used to that as I uphold some boundaries in 2020. Uh, the next thing is comparison. Oh, this has been the bane of my existence. I... <laughs> Even though right now I'm obsessed with bullet journaling, I just got mine and I'm trying to, you know, look up all the things and see what other people are doing to find what works for me, not to copy anybody else or do what everybody else is doing. I really want my bullet journal to be something functional for me, but I do want it to be pretty, you know, I want it to be maybe Instagram worthy at some point. It doesn't need to be right now, you know, so I don't want to compare my bullet journal to what everybody else is doing. 
because, you know, when you do that, you compare, you know, maybe podcasts or blogs or websites or whatever business you're in, you see other people doing it, you naturally kind of line yourself up and go, okay, well, how do I fall in with what they're doing? Am I doing it just as well? Am I doing it worse? What do I need to work on? And there are things that we, you know, where healthy comparison can be good, you know, where we can look at where we measure up. Um, to improve, but in a positive way, in a good way. If you're just constantly looking at what other people are doing and go, oh, I need to be doing that because that's what everybody else is doing, but it's something you hate or you're not good at right now and you get on yourself because you suck at it and it's like, this isn't this isn't right, you know? It just, it gets so muddy in your brain and then, you know, you lose yourself when you're comparing yourself to other people. You're not doing what you are meant to do if you're just copying everybody else and thinking that's what you need to do. It, you know, I did this with books and it led to a serious bout of burnout where I was trying to keep up with everybody who was quote unquote successful and doing the things that I thought I wanted to do. Trying to write a book a month and on top of that, edit a book a month and promote a book a month and learn marketing because I really didn't know how to do that and write all these newsletters and interact with my readers. And there were things that I really liked about that process, but there were things that just were screaming at me that were not meant for me. So I had to take a good hard look in the mirror and go, why are you comparing? You know, of course it was because I wanted to be successful, quote unquote, but I didn't really define what that success meant for me because I was scared I was never going to reach it. So instead I just filled up my day with comparison and making sure I was doing all of those things to be whatever success was supposed to mean. But Yeah. So comparing myself to what other people are doing, I will do it in a healthy way. I really just can't go, oh, well, this person's doing this. So that's what I have to do now. That's just not going to work for me in 2020. I have to do myself. So. All right. Next. Gluten. And this one's kind of, you know, it's not really like a a, a big thing, Um, but it it can be for some of us. Like it, it can be a huge part of our diet. And I wouldn't say it's a huge part of my diet, but I definitely eat it, you know, at least once a week, fairly consistently and without regard sometimes. Like, you know, we'll be, um, let's see, we were just at a Christmas party. Our friends throw this Christmas party every year and I basically live for it because his food is amazing. He makes food for everybody there. And this year it was a different soup than he usually makes, but he had bread with it. And I was like, I don't even care if Joe brought this to the party, man, I'm going to eat it. Like. So there was that. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I know that this is probably uh, like wheat bread and I'm trying not to eat this. But in that moment, I was like, well, whatever. Like, I'll just I'll not eat it tomorrow. But the whole idea about this is that I want to see what happens to my skin, basically, or to my energy level or to, you know, all kinds of things. I want to know what happens when I don't eat it. And if I continue to go back on that and go, nah, you know, I can just start again next week, then I'm never going to find out. Now, I don't think that there's any harm from taking it out of my diet, um, but I do think that there could be some benefits, and I won't know unless I try, so I'm going to try. Uh, The problem is that it makes my eating habits different than my husband's, and my husband is the one who generally cooks. I have hated asking him to do something that he doesn't want to do just because I want to do it. And it's one of those like where I don't feel like I'm as important. And we've talked about it on the podcast with my money mindset issues. And I, you know, I, I relate my value to how much money I'm making and I literally have no income coming in. Well, that's not true. I do have some book money coming in. 
but you know, it's not anything like I was making in the past. So it's almost, it, it's been hard for me to still feel like I have just as much value in this relationship or like I have as much um, opportunity or permission to ask for the things I want because of money, you know? So it's been interesting. So we actually had a little bit of a talk yesterday about it because uh, the way he was asking about dinner, it it triggered me and it made me feel shitty. And I had to, I like lashed out at him about it, which was, I felt really bad. But in the moment, I was just like hurt. I'm like, look, I'm trying to do this good thing for myself and you're like stomping all over it. And he wasn't, you know, it was just the way he was saying things that got to me. It it, it was the way I was taking it. I know it wasn't the way he meant it. So <sighs> it's hard. And it was day one of the new year. So I'm like, I'm really trying to do this thing. And I've had to make so many different choices today. This was not one that I thought I had to do. So it was toward the end of the day. My willpower was low. But yeah, um, so we stuck with gluten-free yesterday, so I'm proud of that. Uh, yeah, I you know, for at least two months, I think that'd be a good uh, test for, you know, how it's going. But I would really like to just keep it going, especially if I have good results. Like if my – I've got some weird dry skin patches, if that can clear up. Um, it might be like eczema. I don't know. I'm not trying to self-diagnose, but uh, my energy can be fairly low. Um, so – and I know I feel better when I eat other things. So I'm going to, instead of, oh, I'm giving up gluten, I'm including more green smoothies, more salads. I can do like brown rice pasta or chickpea pasta or whatever. Um, but yeah, so we're going to try that and see how it goes. Uh, the next one is perfectionism. You guys know that I've been trying to balance my masculine and feminine energies when it comes to uh, being productive or doing things. Um, I'm not expecting myself to be perfect at them anymore, you know, and it's been a practice, but it's getting so much easier. It has, um, for me, the need for everything to be perfect has gone way down the more I've practiced this. So my bullet journal is actually a really great example of this, how I'm giving myself a little bit of grace if I make a mistake, because I'm going to. I'm brand new at this. It's okay to be bad at something. You have to be bad at it in order to be good at it. You know, some people are really naturally good at some things, but I'm finding that this is not necessarily... I'm not terrible at it. It's the execution that's not so great. So I'm learning and that's okay. Like this isn't the bullet journal for me isn't meant to be something that is going to stress me out or make my life harder. It, it should make my life easier. So I'm going to give myself grace and not need to be perfect, allow myself to be bad at something for a while and grow into it. You know, I don't have to be perfect at it right out of the gate. So I'm extending this to other areas of my life. You know, all of these things that I'm giving up, I'm probably not going to be perfect at it. It's okay to slip, to make a mistake, to forget because it's not something that's ingrained in my life right now. So I have to work on all of these things and that's okay. I'm giving you permission today to not be perfect at something you feel you need to be perfect at. I hope that helps. <laughs> Uh, the next thing, which sounds like perfectionism, it's a little bit different. It's the all or nothing attitude where I feel like I have to be doing something every single day in order to get results. So then I don't do it because I know I'm not going to be perfect at it, but I know I'm not going to do all or nothing. or I'm going to do nothing because I can't do all. So it's always feeling like we have to do something all the time or it's not worth it. And to me, I'm realizing it's better to do something three or four times a week than to not do it at all. And this goes back to the consistency episode where I said that that's holding you back. Because for me, if I feel like I have to do something 
all the time or consistently, then it's really hard for me to even imagine trying because I know I'm not going to be consistent. And that's probably a myth. Like, look, yeah, I'm releasing this episode late on Thursday, but I'm not, I haven't missed a Thursday. So, you know, I'm still doing it. I'm still being consistent with this podcast. So, you know, it's better to work out three or four times a week than to not work out at all. I think we would all agree on that. It's better to have a green smoothie Monday through Friday for breakfast and maybe miss the weekends than it is to not have one ever because we feel like we should be doing it every day. Those are my examples. I'm sure there's stuff that you can think of that you're not doing because maybe you feel like you have to do it every day. I know I'm not alone. And I like, even when I talk about it, it feels, it sounds nuts. Like, why would you think you have to do something every day? But in my head, for whatever reason, I'm sure I can unpack this more, or maybe I unpacked it on the consistency episode and have forgotten at this point. Um, yeah, I just, I I always feel like I have to be doing something every day for it to be worth it. I need a schedule. I need a routine. And, you know, I can't get one to work, so I just end up stopping. But, yeah, we're we're getting rid of all or nothing in 2020 because I would rather just do something three or four times a week, you know, maybe not on a regular consistent day schedule, like every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday or something like that. Um, just maybe sporadically, I'll put it in my bullet journal and see how it goes, but not do anything at all because the not working out and the not eating right just because I can't do it perfectly every day is getting out of control. <laughs> so that's not how it's going in 2020. Goodbye, all or nothing. All right. The next thing is self or harsh self-judgment. I've got to stop being overly critical and making myself feel bad for things that I can't change at this point. So to me, you know, I have had a huge thing with feeling like, <sighs> mm, like just a lot of self-judgment, a lot of self-judgment for the things that uh, I've done in the past in order to maybe survive a situation that wasn't ideal. I've had to work through the um, just the critical, judgy nature that I've had for a long time. And I thought it was perfectionism, but my coach and I talked about it, where it's just a different piece of me that's very judgmental about either the things I'm doing now, where I'm not perfect at something, or the things I've done in the past, where you know I made a choice that maybe I would um, have made differently now. But you know, we all make choices that you know, in the moment, we're just doing our best. And we learn and grow from those things. So of course, you know, a year away from that choice, you're going to say, man, I should have done X, Y, or Z, or I wish I would have done X, Y, or Z. But we can't change that. And we have to recognize that in the moment, we probably were just doing the best we could in order to survive a situation or to get through something. Or you know, I'm specifically thinking of some negative stuff that has happened in my life that I wish I would have chosen differently. But I also recognize at this point that those things needed to happen in order for me to be where I am now. And where I am now is a more compassionate, more caring, more kind person because of the things that I've gone through. And I've adapted in different ways because I had to make those choices in, in those moments. So I've grown into somebody I can be proud of even though maybe I'm not proud of all the choices that I've made in the past. You know, I've learned from them and I think that's the important part. So trying to get rid of this very harsh 
self-judgment I have over the choices that I've made or even the choices that I'm making in the moment sometimes. I'm like, "Mm, you know, I worked really hard today. Maybe I could sit on the couch and watch an episode of a show. And if I'm in that like, like back last year when I was pushing out books, you know, it was like, no, you can't do that. You've got to be working. So if I did choose to sit down, I wasn't even enjoying myself or the show I was watching because I was thinking, oh, you should be doing this. You should be writing more books. You have something to edit. You should be working on a cover. Like there were so many things that I felt like I should be doing and I was judging myself for resting or for taking a break. And that, goodbye, you know, <laughs> like that's got to stay in 2019 and not come back. So the the harsh self-judgment, if you're thinking of something in particular for yourself right now, I again give you so give you permission to let it go. Don't be mad at yourself anymore. It's not worth it. Learn from it, grow from it, choose differently now, but just let the self-judgment go because it's just not serving you. Of course, we can use self-judgment to make ourselves better in some reason in some areas, but for the most part, if it's unhealthy, then we've got to recognize that and we've got to choose something different. Okay. The next one, I think it's number eight because we're getting close. Uh, Multitasking. I have done a whole episode about this and ever since then, I've still been bad at it. So, and here's where the self-judgment can come in in a healthy way. I have noticed that I will have, you know, a TV episode on while I'm working on my bullet journal or I'll be, you know, listening to a podcast episode while I'm working on my bullet journal or while I'm doing anything else. Like, I guess I I can't really ever (laughs) think of anything else right now because that's really what I'm working on. Um, Or I'm, you know, we're watching a TV show and I'm scrolling through my phone or I'm checking an email or, you know, I get a notification for Facebook. So I go and check that while I'm watching this TV show and then I miss a whole bunch of stuff. So multitasking, you know, we think it's helping, but really it's just us not getting anything done. Like we're we're doing all of these different things. Our brains are not focusing on that thing that we want to be doing. So we're not getting it done or we're not paying attention and we're not getting the message out of whatever we're supposed to be paying attention to. So that's something I will work on in 2020. In fact, yesterday I ate all of my meals without doing anything other than sitting with my husband. It was amazing. I was not scrolling on my phone. We weren't watching something on TV and it felt wonderful. I could enjoy my food. I was mindfully eating. I could tell when I was full, although there was this point yesterday during dinner where I was like, "Mm, I probably shouldn't eat anymore because I should be full, but I could tell that I wasn't quite there. So I kept eating my dinner because it was very good and I still felt fine afterward. Like it wasn't like, uh, where I was hate myself full. It wasn't like that. So that was like a really cool thing to notice in the moment. And it was nice to just sit and talk with my husband or just quietly eat a meal without feeling like I had to be doing other things. So that was really nice. Multitasking has got to go. We've got to just pay attention to what we're doing and stay present in that moment. I think that's where it's at. All right, last one. The last thing I am leaving in 2020 or 2019 is excuses. Oh, you guys, there are so many goals that I have not hit. Mostly personal, mostly things that aren't about work, mostly things that are about my health that, you know, I left uh, unattended to in 2019 because I was so focused on work for more than half the year. So, you know, and then I was hitting burnout. So I had to heal from burnout. So trying 
a new exercise routine or to eat differently was really hard from like July to about October. In October, I did pretty well with my eating, but of course the holidays kicked in and I kind of fell off that and that all or nothing mentality didn't serve me. So I learned a lot from that. And all of those excuses like perfectionism or all or nothing are, you know, were keeping me back. They were just excuses. So I'm going to try to toss those and really focus in on what I want and why I want it. A lot of my other excuses were not allowing for that kind of behavior, for really focusing in on the why I want these things. So some of those were that I'll never keep whatever I have, like a fitness routine or uh, perfectly eating the right way, uh, so I shouldn't even try. Or whatever I'm going to try, like yoga for flexibility, or if I, I, at this point, I don't need to lose weight, but if I wanted a fitter body through exercise or a different eating regimen, uh, if if I'm not going to get the results, then I'm not going to try it. And in my brain, I can I can justify, well, I'm probably not going to get that because I'm not going to be perfect at it, right? Or my husband won't do it with me, so I shouldn't even try. And that won't do it with me was generally just me not even wanting to ask him because I didn't want to ask him to change his routine or change his life for something that I wanted to do because it was like a self-worth thing or feeling like I didn't have as much value or, you know, whatever. But now it's like, if he doesn't want to do it, that's fine. I will do it. I will work it around our life together and make it work. And I'm the one who's choosing differently because there are things I want, like to not eat gluten just to see how it works for me, you know, then then that's what I have to do. And if I have to make myself a separate dinner, then I will. And that's okay. It's not going to feel good every day. I'm going to maybe look at his meals and be sad, or I'm not going to feel like making something for dinner. But this is life, man. Like if I want to feel good, I've got to take control of that. So we're going to get rid of that excuse. Or insert another thing here is more important today. So maybe I was working on writing a book, or I'm working on my bullet journal now, or whatever. Then I won't exercise because that's what I'm doing. And that's not that's not a good enough reason. Like my health is more important than whatever I'm doing and I'm probably doing the things I'm doing right now for my health. So squeezing some exercise in there is an absolute must. And the last excuse is that I didn't make time for it, which really is I didn't make it a priority, which is kind of the same as the the previous excuse, but switching up the mentality about was it a priority today and you didn't do it or did you not make time for it because it wasn't a priority. Exercise and eating right are now priorities in my life and they need to have time in my day for those. So I will make time in my day for those and that's how it's going to be. And no, I'm not going to be perfect at it. I know there are going to be days where I don't feel like it, especially at the beginning when I'm not, when my energy level isn't really high, when I'm not feeling like doing this, when I'm not good at exercise. Oh my gosh. I signed up for this uh, challenge with Betty Rocker. If you guys haven't heard of her, she's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't actually done one of her challenges before. I've signed up for them, but I said, I'm not making excuses this time. Like it doesn't matter that I'm going to be really bad at this. So I told my husband, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go half-ass this exercise program. Um, I'll be right back. So I went and did it in the bedroom and I did it at like, like, oh my gosh, I, I would have had to modify the modifier because that's where I am in my journey right now. I am very out of shape and I know my past where I go really hard at something new and then I'm so sore I can't even do it the next day. So all I needed to do was just go through the motions. That was it. That was it. That's all I expected for myself and that's all I did. And that was perfect. It's building the momentum 
building the new routine that making time for exercise is important, even if I have to go so slow so I don't get really sore tomorrow and can't do it. So I feel good today. I'm glad I did it. No more excuses because I am important. I matter. My health is everything. And if I don't make time for it, it's going to make time for me in a bad way. So I'm not going there. I'm going to have healthy habits with less perfectionism expected, less all or nothing expected, less self-judgment for not doing a workout perfectly and not giving it. That was my all, basically. I could have given it more, but I would it would have been to my detriment. So knowing my limits, knowing my boundaries, respecting those, that's what 2020 is going to be about for me. So my action step for you today, if you haven't already done it with the new year already here, uh, let's take a look at some things we can leave behind. What isn't serving you anymore that you can put in 2019 and leave it there for good, you know, or maybe minimally have it show up and learn new patterns, learn new behaviors, learn new routines so that we can get rid of some of this stuff that is just dragging us down. I would love to hear from you, whatever you pick. You can, you don't have to pick nine things like I did. If it's just one or two, that's great. These are things I'm going to be consistently working on all year. But if there's something that you particularly want to work on, let me know. I'm here to support you and cheer you on. I would love to hear it and just help you along your journey. So yeah, that is it for me this week, you guys. I will come at you on Thursday with another episode. Until then, happy new year. I hope you enjoy it and I hope it's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free by emailing me at discoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at discoveryourselfpod. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I would also love it if you would send this episode to a friend or someone you know who might need this message in their life too. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.